Rainbow Affair Magazine exclusive with your editor-in-chief. Editor-in-chief. Diamond Keyshawn. Tune in and catch up with all things R.A. Mag at www.rainbowaffairmagazine.com. Back at it again, R.A. Mag. is your editor-in-chief, Diamond Keyshawn. And as always, I promise you three things. The latest, the greatest, and nothing but the exclusive. And today will be no different. Yay. Today I get to talk to someone who is doing a certain kind of something that when they do it, they do, it causes your body to react a certain kind of way, right? It's very rare that you hear music that can change your entire mood. But for some reason, whenever Brooke Annabelle is on the track, it's a whole nother ism. Hi, Brooke. Hi, Diamond. I love that intro. I'm glad. So I and listen. I love the music, and we have to talk about it. But before I get into the current, I have to get into the past. So I have to start it out. Take me back on a journey. When did you first fall in love with music? Great question. Um, I definitely started having an interest in music probably in like third or fourth grade. I remember making up songs just like melodies and you know writing down lyrics and singing the songs for myself or my mom or whoever um but I never really picked up an instrument until I was a teenager um which I sort of naturally gravitated towards guitar because um, my grandfather was a guitar player and some of my uncles are and so it was kind of like a oh I'll take some guitar lessons and that way I can write some real songs and um, I just really wanted to learn chords on the guitar so that I could write songs and I think that's probably the point where when I started writing my own songs that I really fell in love with it. Okay. Now, during your process of falling in love with it and really curating and becoming a master at your craft, when was it that you realized that it was at a point for you that you wanted to professionally go after the chase of being an artist? Yeah, I was trying to decide, um, you know, when I was graduating high school, what I maybe wanted to study in college. And, I mean, I couldn't really envision myself doing anything else. It was the thing that I loved. And um, so I ended up studying music business uh, in Nashville and um, just sort of never looked back. It was just that one thing that I never wanted to give up on, you know? Mm, Got it. Okay. So now I'm going to fast forward and bring it to something I'm in love with, which is better by now. But I have to ask you, so we're in the year 2022, right? We know that 2018 you fell in love with Hold to the Light. So now here we are, 2022. So before we talk about the actual project, I got to ask you, as the creative talent that you are, why now? Like, what made you choose this time at this moment to bless us with this new project? Well, you know, it was timing in the last couple of years hasn't really been up to us as much as we'd like it to be. Um <laughs> I I feel like in 2020, I was, like, ready to go. I had, like, 
a European tour planned and then planned to make an album sometime that year, and then everything came to a screeching halt, and creativity was, like, hard to find. And I, once I finally started writing again, it was like, okay, I guess, I guess I found this space to be creative again and um, started making this record like in the beginning of 2021. And um, it's finally just all, all starting to come out as of this year, which has felt awesome. And um, yeah, there's all that behind the scenes planning that goes on after you finish recording to hopefully make sure that it reaches a lot of people. And um yeah, so that, that's why now, I suppose. Now, with Better By Now, I was told, this is how it was told to me, okay, so I'm going to ask you because this is your baby, okay? So it was told okay. to me that Better By Now is almost 50% about falling in love and 50% about depression and anxiety. And I said to myself, and I said to my boyfriend, I said, I'm going to tell Brooke that those are the exact same thing in my book. And he fell out laughing. He said, no, they're not. I said, listen, when I fell in love with you, I got so depressed because you get on my nerves, right? But when I heard this project, I'm like, okay, I get it. Now I have to ask you this. Better by now, the lead single. Now, for those of you all who don't know, Brooke decided to name her project as well as her, her lead single, Better by Now. I need you to understand the power in that name. It was so powerful, and it's not just the project, but it's also the lead single. So with Better By Now, Brooke, do me a favor. Take me into the space. Take me into the creative mode when you made this song, because for me as your listener, the song kind of takes me on this emotional journey of do I stay, do I go, do you make it better, I don't know exactly. Then I start to ask myself exactly what is better because it should be better by now. And I said, oh, my gosh, Brooke is taking me on a whole emotional roller coaster in a matter of minutes, and I'm in love. So I had, where, where were you in the creative space when you birthed Better By Now, the track? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that – Thing that you said about it being like half about falling in love and half about you know depression, mental health, anxiety. Um, this song in particular, this title track, Better By Now, is is on the side of the my mental health journey um, and like what that looked like during pandemic and like world chaos around me <laughs> and sort of like uh, how this was like this parallel journey of like okay, wow, I really thought it was going to be better by now. You know, like we, we looked at 2021 as this kind of like finish line and then we got there and it wasn't any different. And that's when this song started spilling out of me. Um, and I also was reflecting on my own, you know, mental health and thinking, oh man, I really wanted to feel better by now too. And then I realized, oh man, I can't depend on like what's going on externally to feel better like I have to it has to come from inside and I can't focus on all the world's chaos every day so much you know we're just inundated with it whether it's news or social media or whatever um, and so yeah it's still like evolving in my mind the meaning but that's where it all came from I love that I love that now as you embarked upon making the album 
said right now. So one thing we all know about artists is artists, what they tend to do is make a whole lot of songs, and then they start to chop them down. And then the songs that they feel best represent that moment, that ism, is what makes the project. Now, Brooke, you chose. You chose 10 tracks. Now, I'm going to tell you something. Now, Brooke, don't tell nobody I told you this, okay? You chose 10 tracks, and I had a very hard time picking out which one I love the most because I fell in love with them all. <laughs> However, what I will say to you is, between me and you, and don't tell nobody I told you this, okay? So, <laughs> 5 a.m., oh, my gosh, Brooke, 5 a.m. kind of forced me to pause, right? So 5 a.m. put me in this zone where I had to think about exactly what you were saying to me and how it was related to me. Then I had to unpack what it is you had taught me about myself that I didn't know in all these years of my life, right? Then I had to play repeat just to make sure I understood the whole lesson that you were teaching me. And I said, okay, you know what? At this point in time, 5 a.m. is my jam. But yes. though I chose 5 a.m. as my favorite song, I will say it's on repeat, this project, track after track, Brooke, you gave hard-hitting, emotional songs that forced us as your consumers, as your listeners, to pay attention, right? Then you have you on the vocals. And on top of that, you have the guitar playing, the acoustic guitar, the electric guitar. And there's these elements that come together and just make this goodness. So I have to ask you, being the magical person that you are, okay, because these 10 tracks are magical, <laughs> how did you get to these 10? Because I know, I know for a fact, being the kind of person you are, I know you had to start out with like 45 tracks. So how did you chip it down? To <laughs> That's funny. I feel like I always end up with only like, 15 or 16 songs at the end of it all, but there's all these little pieces of songs that I kind of abandon as I go because I'm like, oh, this one just isn't isn't doing it for me. Like, if I'm not feeling, you know, like I want to sing this song for the, the rest of my life, then I should probably move on. <laughs> so, um, but 5 a.m. is one of those that I wrote and rewrote so many times, which is actually kind of uncommon for me, but I, like, rewrote the the verses and the chorus a bunch of different times and ended up with all these different sections that I love. And um, so 5 a.m. was definitely a labor of, of love. So I'm glad that you, uh, that you found that one. Now, for you, if you had to, which I know you probably can't, but I won't say which track is your favorite. I'll ask you this. When it comes to you as an artist, of the which track do you feel most represents where you are right now as an artist? Ah, interesting question. Um, I, yeah, that's hard. I feel like when I was making this record, um, the, the song What If You was like a really big surprise. Um, you know, like we would go into the studio, me and my producer, and work on a couple, like a song a day in a week. And then when I got to the weekend, I was 
driving around listening to what we had done that week, and I had almost forgotten that we did that song earlier in the week, and I was like, oh, this, fin- this finally sounds like me somehow. Like, it, you know, I have all these records prior, but that song seemed to sort of break down something in me, and um, so I might, I might pick that one. Ooh, I like that one. It is you. Now, I have a personal question because I want to be nosy because I am in love. Like I said, all 10 songs spoke to me. But I want to know, for you, things we don't believe anymore. Can I get the story behind that? Because, honey, that's a song. <laughs> yes, that that was a hard – when I was trying to decide on the last question, I was like, I don't know, things we don't believe anymore feels like – lyrically very where I'm at right now. Um, This song has a lot of emotional layers. Um, A lot of it is like reflecting on the person that you used to be in maybe an old relationship or an old friendship um, and how that person knows you and how you've changed since then or things that you believed in that time that you just don't believe anymore, but you can't actually communicate that to your past, you know, <laughs> which is kind of, it gets in your head a little bit. But, and then I was just reflecting on, you know, I grew up um, knowing that I was gay, but not thinking that that's what I wanted to be or believing that I I could be that and have a happy life. And I just realized, you know, one day I was like, I don't believe that stuff anymore. And I'm like proud and and confident. And, you know, I had a pretty uh, good coming out experience. There were obviously a few bumps in the road, but I was thinking about like one one conversation in particular where I just, my friend and I could not see eye to eye on this and I just, it hurt so badly, but it's like, you know, I still wish well to the people that helped form me and bring me through that time, you know? I love that. I love that. Do you find that you use your music as your outlet for your real life? For sure, yeah. I mean, I started writing songs as a teenager, like I said, and that was like, okay, what do I do with all these teenage emotions? I need something to process them, especially being, like, young and gay and in the closet and not talking to it about, uh, not talking about it to anyone. So um, that's where it all started, and that's sort of, like, I still look at songwriting as, like, a therapy session. You just have to, like, sit in your feelings and <laughs> sort through them. Absolutely. Okay, now I want to talk all things Brooke, right? So when you're not writing music and you're not thinking about the next song or the the next chord to play, what is something you love to do in your personal life that the world doesn't get to see? Like, are you the girl who's just, like, in the corner with a book, or are you just, like, out and about? Like, ooh. What's your space that you go into when you're not in the world of music? Um, good question. I uh, am mostly, like, hanging out with my wife and dogs, um, and and that takes up, you know, a lot of my free time and where I tend to be. But I have, um, you know, I have some family in, in Pittsburgh where I'm originally from, and I like to travel and, and hang out with them. So it really 
it's really like my free time is just like where can I get quality time with people that I love. Right. Um, but I also started this interesting hobby at the beginning of this year where I I make pottery, <laughs> which okay. I is like a real it's a really great thing to get outside of your regular routine and like put down your phone you literally can't touch it because you're covered in clay and um yeah so those have been my my hobbies as of late like that family time quality time and pottery i that sounds like yeah Now, as we prepare to close out 2022 and we're getting closer to the end of the year, I know you're going back on the road. So how does it feel to be going back into tour mode after not being able to tour for so long? Yeah, it's it's totally different. It's like, you know, for so long, every time we stepped out the door, it felt like we had to be in survival mode. And now it's um, very different to be traveling around again. And I... Honestly, I'm just super grateful every time I get to play a show and um, experience live music with people in the room. Um, and yeah, this this fall is going to be really great. I'm going to to Europe for the first time, which I've been there before, but not to play shows. And uh, that's something that was supposed to happen in 2020 that is finally rescheduled. And yeah, and then just a handful of um, dates here in the U.S. that I'm just really looking forward to to being with people again and sharing music. I'm excited. I'm excited. So I have to ask you, you have to do the or the announcement for me. I've heard it and I've, always, I've already fallen in love, so I know everybody else is. So when can the fans expect for it, for the project officially, better by now, to be released for everyone. Right. The record comes out on September 30th, so it'll be out on, you know, Spotify, Apple Music, all those places then. Um, I have a couple singles out right now that you can hear, and um, you can actually pre-order the album if you're into, like, vinyl or um, even CDs. I have all of those available to pre-order, and... um, I gotta say that the vinyl packaging is really beautiful. So <laughs> if you're into that, Brooke is being modest. Listen, Brooke has this whole breakdown on her her website: the vinyl, the autograph <laughs> CD. She even has the autograph vinyl bundle. I was up here like, okay, she's gonna take my entire paycheck, but I'm not mad because she's so pretty. She even had like, listen, well, the album. The CD, there is merchandise, but please let them know where they can find all this good stuff at online. For sure, yeah. It's on um, my website, brookannabelle.com. My name is spelled a little differently, so it's A-N-N-I-B-A-L-E. And, yeah, there's some great – I have a sweatshirt and a tote bag for the first time. It's really cool stuff. Yes, I'm so excited. And, of course, I have to ask you this before I let you go. In the world of social media, where can they find you at? What are your handles? For sure. It's uh, at Brooke Annabelle, at um, Instagram, Facebook. I'm on TikTok, which I'm still learning, but that's where I go and do all the weird things. And uh, (laughs) I kind of enjoy it. So, um, and Twitter, too. But it's just all—it's just my name on all of those uh, different outlets. 
Branding at its finest. And social media and her website is all at Regina Bell. You can feel better. Brooke, definitely, I thank you. Thank you, thank you so much for allowing me to go behind the music and get to know what it was and what it is that forced you to carve out these 10 tracks of goodness that's going to cause those listeners to go on this emotional journey and just get lost in the tones and the sounds and the good isms you bring. Thank you so much for this body of work. I'm excited for it, and I truly appreciate you for allowing me to get all up in your business for a little bit for Brain Warfare Magazine. Well, thank you, Diamond, for having me. Absolutely. I told you all, the latest, the greatest, and nothing but the exclusive. And Brooke Annabelle literally defines that. Make sure you tap in because the project is coming out. She told you better by now, September 30th. Head over to her website to see her, her tour date, see if she'll be in your city or in a city close to you so you can stop through and get the real-life experience. Until next time, I'm down to keep on, and I've just presented to you Brooke Annabelle. I'll close in part two. So until next time, y'all be blessed. This is a Diamond Sound production.